Hello and welcome to Unrivaled Experts. This is the place where we get the best of the best to share their insider secrets so you can get a shortcut to living a better life. I'm your host, Chris Gunkel, and joining us today is Dr. Candice Setti. She's known as the weight loss therapist online. She's a former yo-yo dieter herself, but now she's a licensed clinical psychologist, an author, a speaker, and a coach with a whole host of certifications in the fitness and wellness world. Dr. Setti works with individuals to help them understand their maladaptive behaviors and thought patterns, and then replaces them with a healthier perspective. Today, she's here to talk to us about overcoming self-sabotage. Dr. Seti, thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. I'm happy to be here. And I am very excited about this interview because there's so much stuff in the health and wellness world out there. So, so many different viewpoints, and it typically comes down to starve yourself and kill yourself in the gym. So I'm excited <laughs> to hear. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, want to, I want to hear this new perspective. So I'm excited about this. Can you tell us a little bit about who it is that, that you can help the most? Who's your ideal customer, your ideal client? Um, well, I, I like to say it's, it's anybody that really wants to be helped. But um, generally, the people I work with are people who are struggling to achieve success, often because they are standing in their own way, whether they realize it or not. So it could be uh, the chronic yo-yo dieter that doesn't realize her self-worth is keeping her from maintaining her weight loss. It could be um, the middle manager whose fear of success is keeping him from applying for promotions. Or it could be the perpetually single person whose fear, anxiety, and insecurity is keeping him or her from ever developing a meaningful relationship. So really, when you boil it down, it's it's everyone who struggles with self-sabotage and really stands in their own way of achieving what they want. So really just kind of getting, pulling back all the layers, getting to those root causes and, mm-hmm. and helping people get back and fix that part and then be able to move forward. Yeah, get out of their own way, basically. So let's take the yo-yo dieter, since it's so prevalent in our society. Everybody's biggest thing is I, I need to lose weight. And why, why is it so prevalent? Why is this such a big problem? Well, I mean, we're, we live in a diet culture, right? Um, you know, our, our society tells us when we want to lose weight, we have to go on a diet. And the problem is by their very nature, diets are temporary. So most of us go on a diet and lose weight and super happy about it, feel great, so great. We don't have to be on the diet anymore. And then what happens as soon as we go off it, we go back into our old behavior patterns and our old lifestyle and our old relationship with food and we gain all the weight back. And after doing so, we think, oh, shoot, I have to lose weight again. And then where does our brain go? Diet. I have to do that again. And so it sets us up for this dependency because we we don't know any other way and we're certainly not taught any other way. So not only are, you know, is the temporary nature of diet setting us up for this, it's also making us feel dependent and incapable of doing anything on our own. And that feeling of dependence and that feeling of insecurity about our own abilities and our, our own capability 
kind of roots us in that that thinking that we can't really do anything on our own. And when we have that confidence issue, that just fuels the self-sabotage nature of um, our behavior in our relationship with food. So, you know, we think we're not capable. We do something for a short period of time and then we self-sabotage because, again, we don't believe we're capable. We don't believe we can do it. And that thinking pattern just creates that yo-yo loop that so many of us get stuck in. So unless you change the thinking and, you know, eventually, obviously, the lifestyle behavioral patterns, but unless you change the thinking, none of it matters because you're going to get stuck in that thought loop. And there is so much to unpack with everything you just said there. I mean, we could spend hours talking <laughs> about this um, because because that went really deep in a hurry. So what are some of the common mistakes? So when, when people are trying to fix their yo-yo diet, you already talked about this some. We kind of get mm-hmm. in, in that, that loop where, you know, we go on this diet, it's temporary, yeah. we get some results, and then we go back to our old habits and then we're baffled why Mm -hmm. we put weight back on. Um, Mm -hmm. So besides just doing that, what are some of the common mistakes that you see people making when they're trying to get out of that loop? Well, it's, it's getting more and more into the dieting. And you mentioned this, you know, at the very beginning when you were talking about, you know, let's just restrict calories in an extreme way and exercise even more. And, you know, if somebody goes on a diet, almost always there's there's a level of restriction involved and there's a level of, you know, movement-based calorie burn involved. And, you know, somebody may lose weight on it and then gain weight again. And so when they go back, they generally go back in a more extreme way. So let me restrict even more. Let me exercise even more. Let me do these things in even more of an extreme way and then it will take... And so it stops being about, let me look at what's going on with me and why I'm doing this in the first place and becomes, let me just do this thing in an even more extreme way and set myself up for even more of this dependence and this yo-yo issue. So I would say it's really about not looking at your own behavior in terms of understanding what's happening and why it's happening and just going into the extreme behavior patterns in an even more extreme way over and over and over again, which just further sets up that dependency issue I talked about. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, especially in Western culture, all of these extremes, everything has to be extreme, all the marketing, everything <laughs> that we see, especially around you know health and wellness is always these extremes. And, and if, I feel like that could be tempered a little bit and maybe get some better results. And um, so I have a question for you then. When, sure. when it comes to losing weight to, to getting just healthier in general. There are a lot of voices out there, a lot of people with advice. What is the worst advice that you see <laughs> or that you hear? Oh, well, there's, there's a lot of it, but I would say anything that emphasizes, you know, restriction and well, I mean, restriction in general, but certainly restriction in any kind of extreme way. Um, I find with just about everybody I work with, restriction basically sets you up for rebellion. And, you know, for example, if if you really loved ice cream or you really love pizza, and I were to tell you, okay, here's the key, just never eat ice cream again or never eat pizza again. What happens is ice cream or pizza become 
you're so focused, the only thing you're thinking about. And you may say, okay, I'm not going to eat pizza. I'm not going to eat pizza. But you're thinking about it constantly. And what happens when you're alone with pizza is you ultimately will cave and eat the entire pizza, not just a slice of pizza, because that that level of restriction has made pizza the most powerful thing in your universe. And that's what restriction does. It sets us up for this extreme over-rebellion response. And so when you have restriction, you tend to respond with overindulgence and binge eating. So anything that that embraces restriction as a model, I tend to think is something that will only work short term. And it's why you see, and I see all these people come to me and say, oh, I can do anything for three weeks. And then what happens after three weeks is, you know, you go 180 degrees in the other direction, most likely because that three weeks was filled with restriction. So I tend to think anything that's based on saying, let's restrict ourselves and let's not eat X or let's cut out this food group or any of those things end up being super, super problematic to the yo-yo dieting population. Restriction leads to rebellion. That's so profound. And it's it's like when you restrict something like that, then it becomes all consuming. It's all you can think about. Because I'm I'm that way. You mentioned ice cream. I mean, come on. <laughs> I grew up in Wisconsin. I love my ice cream. And uh, you know, so it's the same way. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna cut this out. And then that's yeah. all I can think about mm-hmm. is ice cream, and then it has exactly. to be a whole a whole tub of it. So um, very very good insight into that. Can you tell us, can you give us an example of somebody who came to you that was struggling with the yo-yo cycle and how you were able to help them out and how they came out on the other side? Um, Sure. Well, you know, obviously I can't get too specific for confidentiality reasons, but I will tell you that a lot of the people I work with sabotage with food. Um, They either use food as a crutch or they go through binge phases where they overindulge or they get close to their weight loss goals and then they sabotage through their eating behaviors. And when we work together, what we usually find is that they are either scared of what will happen when they achieve their weight loss, or they simply don't feel they are deserving of the success. And if it's fear-based, those fears are usually rooted in unrealistic expectations of what will happen when they lose weight or the idea that simply losing weight will solve all their problems. And a lot of people have that mentality of, if I just lose weight, everything will be okay. And then as they get closer to that end goal, there's the realization that maybe this isn't going to solve all their problems. And so there's a sabotage component that happens. And in this situation, usually we're able to process that fear and help them move through it. So it's no longer sabotaging them for those Individuals that find their self-worth is standing in their way of success. Well, we really go to work on building that self-worth, focusing on self-love and self-esteem so that they truly start to believe that they are worthy and deserving as an individual. And once they embrace that idea, well, then it's usually smooth sailing from there because that's been the primary thing that was standing in their way all along. So it really depends on, you know, what's causing the self-sabotage right? If it's based on fear, if it's based on, you know, poor self-concept or self-esteem, if it's based on, you know, discomfort and simply the idea of change. And once you understand that, then you can tackle that root cause and move through it. So let's say that I'm caught in this self-sabotage loop with my ice cream or whatever it is, (laughs) and I want to get out. What's something that I could do in the next 
48 hours that would set me up on the path to success? Well, really, you know, my first step for everyone is to help them understand how they're engaging in these behaviors, how they're self-sabotaging, how they're standing in their way. And so if you first start paying attention, that means looking at your thinking patterns, probably looking at the negative thoughts in your head, the ones that are saying, you know, oh, just eat the ice cream, it won't matter. Or you can do this now and you'll make up for it tomorrow. Or, you know, you've already you messed up your diet. Might as well just eat as everything you want over the weekend and we'll pick it back up on Monday. And looking at those thoughts that set you up to self-sabotage, set you up to criticize yourself, set you up to think negatively about your capabilities of, of your future, right? And start tracking those thoughts, like legitimately tracking them. And I encourage people to write them out as they happen over the next 48 hours and then look at them all, really, really look at them. And when you see where the repetition comes up and you see the intensity of it, not only can you truly start to understand your own personal brand of self-sabotage, but then you can put a plan in place to respond to it because most of these thoughts are not rational and not rooted in logic or facts and data. So the best way to fight them and to create change is to respond to them with rational thoughts, right? If your self-sabotage is telling you, oh, just eat everything you want all weekend and we'll start again on Monday, a rational thought would be, well, why would I do that? That's going to set me even further back than I am now. I'll just start over right now and really focus right now. Or if your self-sabotage is telling you, you know, just, just put it off till later, you can respond by simply saying, well, I'll feel better if I get it done now. Or if I don't put it off, I'll have more time to put into it and, and make it better or make it more focused. So because these thoughts are not rash, are, are, these responses are rational, right? They're hard to dispute. And so you need to understand what you're doing and then look at the illogical nature of it in order to form a response pattern. And so that's something I encourage people to do right away and something anybody can do certainly in the next 48 hours. I love that. It's like the food journal, but yeah. for those sabotaging thoughts. Well, it's the and, thought journal. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so just, just finding that pattern, creating that, that rational pattern interrupt uh -huh. to, um, to get yourself out of that. Love it. And, and I, I would love to sit here and talk to you for the rest of the day, honestly, <laughs> about all of this stuff. But this is a short format interview. So unfortunately, that's all the time that we have. But I know you have a ton of information out there. How can we learn more about you? Um, well, my website is probably the best place, meonlybetter.com. Um, and I have obviously a ton of information about me and how people can work with me. I also have a, a bunch of free guides that you can download on the site to get control over eating, to change your mealtime, even to sleep better and um, portion better, um, all sorts of great um, free resources on there, along with links to all of my social media where I post you know, tips and tricks and suggestions and ideas every day. So that's probably the best place for people to go. Fantastic. Dr. Seti at meonlybetter.com. Make sure you go and check her out. Go get her books as well. She's an author, so read those books. Dr. Seti, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate of it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. 
thanks for being here and checking out our latest amazing guest. Be sure to head over to unrivaledexperts.com to learn from more incredible experts so you can get a shortcut to living your best life.